0: We've been growing our successful businesses online, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. Welcome to episode 73. Now, as a business owner with multiple clients, projects, and an ever-growing list of to-dos, it is easy to get lost in the whirlwind. And John and I have both struggled through the process of keeping everything in order, And we continue to struggle through it at times, but we have found some online tools that have really helped us out in our workflow and some that haven't. So what we're going to do is share today what works for us now and some of the ones that just didn't stick. Before we get into it, though, we want to thank our new members that joined the MFP patron tribe this week. We had Todd Ware, Rickard Lamont and Nick Keene. Thank you so much, guys, for joining. And if you want to join the patron squad, you can head over to Patreon.com forward slash made for profit and you can get some awesome rewards there and help support the show. John, what is up, my man? Oh, well, we're in the midst of the main move there. Um, but
1: before I dive into all of my troubles and turmoils, I did want to remind all of you listeners that tickets are still on sale for WorkbenchCon 2019. Um, as we said a month ago, pre-sale price, they are Increasing, uh, It is the end of November now, and the prices have jumped up slightly, but they are not quite yet at full price. So if you guys are interested in coming to WorkbenchCon, learning from Brad, learning from a bunch of other creators we've had on the show, um, I'll be there answering questions, mingling with the crew. You can head on over to bit.ly forward slash WBC 2019 and snag yourself up a ticket. Getting back into my personal problems issues concerns <laughs> doubts no 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 the, Every- life. <laughs> the life of the move yes everything everything's actually going really really well um, ran into a hiccup this is something that happens in business especially when you're leasing space my landlord um you know we've been discussing and I, and I knew for a long time he'd be selling the building um, but when it came to the closing because of the transaction type that they ended up going with um, he was able to close the building much faster under the impression we would still have a lot of time to move by the end of the year. Closing and moving got pushed up a little bit. So I am in the midst of just scrambling to get my new shop set up um, and moved into, which is which is not necessarily a terrible thing, especially around the holidays, because there's natural days of you know lagginess and laziness there that I'm able to pick up some friends who aren't working and and get the stuff moved over. Um, so we've got about 90% of my shop move at the recording of this show, I'm waiting on some electrical and some awesome lighting that I've got coming in from uh, from a sponsor. And, and I'm actually like really, really stoked and excited. Um, this will be the first like true shop that I have ever been in, not like a makeshift basement, not a two-car garage, not a um, chunk of a big open warehouse that I parceled out. It's a literal dedicated four walled building just to me. Um, So I'm really excited. Sam's really excited and it should be setting itself up for some awesome stuff coming here in 2019.
0: Yeah, I mean, it looks like a really cool space. I'm excited to see what you do with it. And uh, and it's a lot of space, too, man. That's that's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see some of the stuff and get up there at some point and uh oh yeah i have to do the the pit collab we did the nashville collab we'll have to do the pit collab here in 2019 yeah i
1: mean steelers are on a run there's a possibility that they could play Tennessee in the playoffs. Steelers have a little bit of a better home, uh, a little mm-hmm. bit of a better record right now. We could possibly get Tennessee in right. Pittsburgh. Right. If it happens, that'd be perfect timing. If, if it happens, I'm in it. Then we can roll
0: right into to Penn's Preds yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then in, in July, when they're in the Cup Finals again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. On my side, uh, just chugging through stuff here. Uh, tons of stuff going on. Uh, released the desk here, then, to some bandsaw tips, and uh, gosh, it's it's funny as we record these, uh, and I'm getting on a weekly schedule. It's like I, you know, it's it's easier to be like, oh yeah, I keep working on this, and I'm, I keep forgetting like where I'm at in the process. But uh, yeah, just pounding through a lot of content for the end of the year and ready for the ready for the holidays and to to get going. But one of those things with all the things we have on our plates, the productivity, man, this is one thing we wanted to hit. This is gonna be uh, one of the. Shorter episodes. It's a topic of conversation that we want to just kind of really focus on the online productivity tools that John and I use, as as well as some of the manual ones as well. But um, you know, it's it's tough out there, man. There's there's so many. It's almost like uh, you're drinking from the fire hose. There's so many options out there, especially like if you're thinking about looking on your phone for productivity apps. You know, if you go to like the productivity section uh, in iTunes or in or in the Play Store. I mean, there's literally tens of thousands of apps out there. So, you know, the ones that that uh, we've used before and that are working for us, we just kind of want to hit those for you guys. But we want to hit them in in three kind of areas. And it's kind of from a a top level down to the nitty gritty. So uh, the first one we'll talk about is, is project and client management. And that's that's an area that's it's more broad. Right. Those are things that. Uh, obviously with client management, that's going to be like a long-term or client or sponsor. So a client could be somebody buying your furniture or, or for John and I it could be sponsors that we're working with and that we have signed up to, to do work for. Uh, but for those type things, it's, it's a long-term. So you want to have a different tracking mechanism than you do for like your, your daily to do's. Um, you know, one of the things I, I think we talked about it on the show a while back, uh, and, and we've gotten a lot of these tips from Bob over at I like to make stuff, um, Trello. So Trello, that is actually a app as well as a a website. So a lot of these will have web components and some of them are just on your phone. Uh, But we started using Trello and Trello uh, is basically it's a it's a management tool where you can do different projects and ideas and boards. And it's almost like a it's almost like a digital notebook. Right. I mean, it's a lot like also um, what's the the note app, John? I know you use it, the, um, uh, the the really popular like note taking app. It always slips my mind.
1: The one for Google, like Google. No,
0: it's like, anyway, it's, I can't remember what it is, but it's a, it's an online or it's a phone app. Yeah. I I don't remember the name of it.
1: Definitely don't use it.
0: Okay. (laughs) I probably tried it and then just like completely (laughs) fell out of my brain. Everybody, like everybody's yelling into their radio right now or their headphones. Like it's, it's this you fool. Uh, yeah, whatever. It's It's been around forever and I can't remember the name of it. And as soon as we're done, I will. But uh, it, it's kind of like that in the sense that you can make different folders. You can make. Uh, so if you wanted to have one for clients and then you can have clients underneath, you could have one for ongoing projects. And there are just lots of different ways you can have different subjects underneath that and then projects within it. And uh, the nice thing about it is that you can sort and organize it however you want to. And you can also put in pictures, put in links. Uh, It's just a great way to have it all digitally versus trying to track that in a system of folders, you know, manually. Uh, That way you can access it on the go. Uh, You can update it and change it very quickly and not have to run out of a book. You know, I used to track things in like a spiral bound. And then it was always like, okay, once I finished up with one, then, you know, I'd go back and it would take me forever. I'd I'd be flipping and looking for pages. Uh, That's the great thing about digital is it just it's very, very easy to search and to pull up.
1: Yeah, and I think the uh, project management and client management stuff is a revolving door, right? It is constantly moving forward. There's a lot of improvements coming from um, learning from other creators, learning from other businesses, as well as you know improvements in the type of products coming in the digital space. <clears throat> uh, now that you gave me three minutes to think there, I think the, what you were talking about was uh, Evernote. And Evernote is... Evernote. Yes, Evernote is uh,
0: like... (laughs) That's been around for ages, man.
1: Oh, it's been around forever. And it's an awesomely powerful tool too. Um, So what Evernote is, it's essentially like a a bucket. You can throw all of your ideas, all your client projects in. You can link it to, um, you know, photos and drawings and sketches. You can link it to... Uh, You take pictures while you're on the go. Exactly. And you can draw on them. You can add notes. You can build them out. You can share with teams. It literally has every function you'd ever need. My concern and problem with Evernote was always that it was, it didn't have any natural organization built into it. Right. Right. So you have to figure out your own system for organizing, which is the part about this whole project and client management thing that I hate. I'm looking for a system that exists that I can implement that fits. Now, my problem early on was always there wasn't a system that fit everything, and I was so frustrated um, when I started looking around, when I started looking at Trello, and there was another tool that used to be out called DePulse. It's now called Monday, and if you guys are looking at any of these tools, you've probably got served ads on YouTube or on Facebook for it, but what these uh, what these tools do is they create some sort of structure in which you can implement your project and then create phases and they become highlighted in different colors. You can share with teams, you can create steps, you can create checklists and there's all kinds of good stuff that goes into them. But what I started to see was like a lot of them were missing one component or one little component here, you know, major component there, or it didn't go from the digital space to the physical space really well. Um, And so I kind of had to develop my own process. And what's funny is this, this question came to us about, uh, about, project management and client management from one of our one of our uh, clients that we one of our patrons that we coach. Right. And so we really kind of dove into that topic. And I realized how many of these tools I've used. I mean, I've used uh, I've used Trello. We now use Airtable. I've used that the Pulse tool. I used a tool called 17 Hats. Um, I've used Evernote, I've used the clipboard, I've used a calendar, I've used a notebook, I've used <laughs> sticky notes. You you name it. I use that. Remember a couple of years ago, Brad? I had that massive board hanging in my shop. I did some yes. oh, yeah. and like yeah. I used I used that. Whiteboard, I used a yep. whiteboard. And so <clears throat> looking at it now, I'm kind of like, wow, you know, what I found to be most efficient is gonna be a hybrid of all of those kind of put together. Um, so you know, moving into uh the the tool that i like the most and the one that brad and i have adopted here for both of our businesses and made for profit is is airtable um and <clears throat> airtable is an awesome tool there's so much functionality in it and there's also so many built in um learning like tools there's also a bunch of built in functions that if you learn how to use them fit what you're doing very close to or very well so for instance um you know i i talked about it before on the after show and on the show Um, If you are doing custom work and you have an inquiry form, right, Airtable is the only product that I found that you could create an inquiry form native to your project management platform and with it embed that onto your website. And then from there, it auto populates your data fields into a very clean and concise spreadsheet And that, for me, was a massive time saver. Remember? Game changer. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, uh, as we get into the next part of this conversation with team communications and file sharing, you know, the G Suite has something available called Google Forms. I used to use a Google Form that would export to a spreadsheet. And then from that spreadsheet, I would go and do all my communications. Now, this is still a great option, but it doesn't have that integration, which Airtable does. Um, and that happened to be why I fell in love with it when I was doing custom work and I still use it for all of my, um, you know, content creation and stuff there. But, <clears throat> you know, I go through the process of looking at these different tools and, and, and we'll have a list, uh, to some links on the website at, uh, in the, and in the show notes to the ones that I've used and the, and obviously to Airtable for you guys to check out. And with that, you know, give them a test run. A lot of these tools will have two to three yeah. week test, um, and a lot of them are free them. though, too. And then a lot like of we them have we free. We use the free
0: function. version. Yeah, we use the free version of Airtable and that. So you can get in there, and and all of them have uh, pro features too. And so, but like we've been able to get through, and and like like you were saying, John, you're like we've tried them, and we tried Trello, and that's the thing. Like uh, here's the difference. But you know, for me, and this is really funny, and John, you're you're gonna like this, I think. To me, Trello is Mac, and Airtable is PC like Trello is, (laughs) isn't it? Like if you think about that way. Yeah, exactly. He's in the PC land. He didn't even know it. Trello is very slick. It is very graphical. It's very easy to use, um, and, and sort things. And so, you know, as you can imagine, you could have different like main categories. Uh, you could have one for clients and then have all your clients listed out there and then have them grouped into, uh, different types of clients, whether it's like, you know, small wares, large goods, you know, whatever, on-site builds and have them grouped in different ways or even have tags for each one. Uh, and then you can share that. You can have deadlines. So you could have another another main field. And I forget what they call. Let's just called a folder. And uh, have that for projects, ongoing projects. And then, each, and then you can have different stages. So then you can have, so it's kind of a three-tiered system. You have a folder, uh, then you have kind of like these columns uh, that are within that folder, and then you have entries within those columns. So you can set that up in a ton of different ways at a ton of different levels, but it's kind of a three-tiered system. When you go into, uh, when you go into Airtable, the thing, but and the other thing is, is like for Trello, it, they don't really do a great job of talking to each other. Yes. So if right. you wanted to uh, link a sponsor, you know, to a project and this and that, like it doesn't work right. Airtable. Airtable kind of takes all that, but puts it in more of a tabular form. So it's it's if you're familiar and comfortable with working with Microsoft Excel, you're going to love Airtable. Airtable is much more a database driven tool, uh, but it, it also you can do graphical looks and those things. And so, you know, we'll just like do a quick walkthrough of what our uh, podcast air table looks like. So uh, there's a thing called bases and that's like the, you know, the top. So we have a base called, you know, it's basically the MFP base. It's the main show. Um, and under that, we have tabs for, you know, different tasks we need. There's one task. There's one tab. Our main tab that we use is the tab for show topics and now show topic. So we have a an entry for every single week. And when we're going to record it and when we're going to release it, the show number, what the topic is, uh, and then like uh, who the guests are and what our after show questions are. So, like, that's how we manage the show. We use this for that. Uh, and but the cool thing is, is that we have another top. We have another tab for show topics. And so that's where John and I will just go in and fill out a bunch of topics when we get uh, when we get suggestions from you guys, which we love and, and keep those coming. We'll enter those in there. And so there's a whole database that has show topics, but then there's the main show topics that are actually gonna be scheduled. And once you type in there, it actually will grab all that information from the show topic ideas. So it might be, you know, we tag the show topics. Okay, like, you know, is this about productivity? Is this about social media? Is this about production? Uh, You know, we try to make sure we have a good balance uh, between talking to the content side and the product side. And so that helps us. Same thing on the guests. So we have guests that we come on and interview. For guests, there's a whole show guest uh, tab, and under that has their contact information and and you know who they are and their website information and all that good stuff. But that will all again get pulled into the show topic. So that's the really great thing about Airtable is you can link and go in between, and that ha- that really makes things a lot easier, um, especially from a product side. So that's how we use it for the show. But if you're a if you are doing client work and making projects, uh, you can bring it in and have a project schedule and then you can say, "Okay, this is going to Jane Smith, type in Jane Smith and then have another few columns where it will auto populate her phone number and whatever else information you want to look up from the other table. So it's a great way to aggregate across different spreadsheets and and databases. Uh, Really, you can get a ton of information You can include checklists and and all kinds of really cool things in there.
1: Yeah. The other aspect of Airtable that's awesome is the uh, easy use of integration, right? So you can have multiple members and it creates an opportunity for them to be remote. They don't necessarily have to be physically present where you are in order to work. So I had an assistant for a while that was working remotely. And what she would do would be go into Airtable and we have our uh, inquiries list, our work orders, the tasks Um, You can even do everything from like uh, billable hours to uh, subcontractors. Um, We had a calendar in there. We have material order forms. We store client information. We store uh, raw material information in there. And like Brad said, anytime you're looking or searching for something, once you find that name, it auto populates the rest of the information. It makes it very, very easy to access. And it's all essentially on one dashboard. When you get into the pro level, which I was using for a while, what you can start to do is use these features which are called blocks. And what a block does is it allows you to put things in a different visual format essentially. You can create calendars, you can create if this then that kind of stuff where uh you know stuff starts to move from one block to the next uh, automatically when it hits certain stages of a process. You can use there's all kinds of different views in Airtable that don't exist in a lot of other places. So um what they call the uh the the Trello the way it looks kind of is it's called a kanban. Um, where it has like these bins on your screen that are for each individual project. And that's Trello's native view. But if you don't like that, you can switch to a gallery view and have a thumbnail for each project. You can switch to uh, the grid view, which is your standard Excel looking spreadsheet as well. And all of these different views are able to be customized and you can change the names and who's they're shared with. And there's just so much usability um, and so many different ways to implement it. What I also love is that you can take a specific uh, say one of the one of the tabs or sheets that you're in on in on Airtable and print it. Right, you can create a view yeah. that makes it look uh, like a printable PDF. And then for me, I'll take a work order form. We'd create a form out of the um, inquiry, what materials are going into a project, um, et cetera, et cetera, and then I'd print that. And throw it on a clipboard. And this is where the next phase of my project management suggestions and kind of my experience go into that hybrid um, combination type field where I do truly believe that you have to have a physical and a digital implementation strategy, at least for custom work, um, just because it is very difficult to walk around the shop with an iPad all day long. Right. And then go. They have apps for all this stuff, too and it makes it super streamlined, but in a workshop, a physical workshop, it's kind of difficult. If you're in say a marketing firm or you're doing uh, you know, visual um, <clears throat> say graphic design or something like that, you could walk around with the, with the iPad and be perfectly fine keeping management and, and flow going. But in the shop, you know, you need drawings, you're flipping through, you're scratching stuff out, you're drawing new stuff on there. You're uh, checking things off. You know, it, it is nice to be able to print those and, and, and Airtable makes that really, really simple. That kind of, that kind of mindset, though, will mean you to create some custom forms and sheets, which will get into that whole file sharing concept in the next phase of um, productivity that Brad and I like to use and which is going to come to using what's called the Google suite or the G suite for business and then Slack. And Slack is a communication, um, uh, it's a communication portal uh, for keeping conversations based on certain, um, you know, Things that you want designated in like they're crispy, clean, they're nice and uh, easy to access, and you can name them uh, accordingly to projects. And if you have multiple people on the team, you can have conversations based on certain things that are happening. Um, You know, I used it with my remote assistant in order to task certain uh, projects that were happening. So, you know, inquiries were in one conversation. Work orders are in another um, website management was in another uh, and then et cetera, et cetera, kind of thing. So yeah. getting into that mindset that they're not going to probably find a project or client management system that has everything, you need to be able to sublet
0: and and right. and,
1: and, and you know add other aspects to it. Um, that's a good place to start. I didn't start there and I got super frustrated early on.
0: Yeah, I think the, and, and real quick, just back on the air because I think this is one that, that people would really enjoy to use. Uh, Airtable also like in the database, like as you have projects, so if you had a project database and sheet uh, or if you had a projects tab in your database, then one of the awesome things that I use a lot is uh, there are check boxes, mm. And so you can check when things are done or not. And there are filtered views. So I have one check. I have a check for invoiced and I have a check for paid. So and then there's also obviously, um, you know, completed and, and open. So at any point in time, I can go and hit this grid view and it will show me all projects that have com- been completed, but not invoiced. Or I can look at them and look at all projects that have been invoiced, but not paid. And then I can go a step further and put in the due date. So if I get net 30 terms for payment, then I can also say, you know, based on a formula, uh, all payments that are due, that are overdue, are all payments that have not been paid that are overdue. So it's a great way. And and you know, I'm starting to use that now in QuickBooks. Uh, but if you're not using QuickBooks and if you're invoicing manually, uh, that that's a great way you can keep track of, of those things. And the filter views really are nice because you can very quickly uh, you know, set up views where you can flip back and forth in between them uh, a little bit easier than you could do, say, in Excel. But uh, I'm with you, John, on the the Slack thing. So the, the nice thing about Trello is that Trello does a pretty good job at communication. They have a whole thing where you can enter in notes and those things. Uh, Airtable, not so much. So I think like Airtable and and Slack. And again, you know, Slack is is it, it's almost just like a it's like a bulletin board. It's like a message board almost. It's just like communication back and forth. It's like a messaging center. And so you can hashtag or tag people. So for for a larger team, it would work. Rec- Really well, like if you want and instead of the whole idea is like instead of texting and emailing, like it's all there so you can go back and filter through. So if you've ever had those conversations where you're talking with somebody you're working with, you know, like I'd go back and look like I know I sent John an email like was that last week? Was that, you know, you have a dozen different emails over the course of a week and you're trying to go in and look to see where you said what or where he sent me that link to the not to the page that I'm looking for in Trello or excuse me in, in Slack. Uh, it basically just keeps that all there. So instead of texting and emailing and all that, you funnel it all into Slack and it's searchable. Uh, you can tag people, you can do certain hashtags. That's another, you know, way to search. So you might say, Hey, this is the, you know, if you're working on it with a team of, um, you know, your administrative assistant and somebody who's helping you build, you might have like the project for the Wilsons and you might be hashtag Wilson project. Like, Hey, what were those, you know, here's all the dimensions and oh yeah, like, Mr. Wilson called and uh, they want to change the stain from golden oak to cherry, you know, and and so, you know, maybe put that a note in there. Make sure you go pick up more stain, whatever those things are. um, Slack is just a it's a very free form way to communicate and keep everything um, in one area where everybody can see it. And to me, it's just an aggregation of getting rid of texts, getting rid of emails that can be hard to search through. Uh, it makes it really easy when all the conversations relevant to a specific project are just all there together.
1: Yeah, and uh, that's a huge aspect of doing any type of project management, and you have to consider the amount of people that are involved as well. So, you know, for for me and Brad, it's just as easy to <clears throat> communicate in you know email or text message for a lot of the business stuff we do for made for profit right now. But, you know, as we continue to grow and the team continues to get bigger down the line, when you start implementing, you know, uh, outside uh, outside managers for things, you want to have that in a designated spot. Um, and even if they are in the literal same building, it just gives you that uh, ability to go back and search and find those communication links. Make sure that, you know, there's accountability there. That's another aspect I like about Slack when <clears throat> you're managing people. There has to be some sort of reciprocation and accountability. And if some, if you, you know, specifically tell someone to do something and it's in Slack, you can refer back to it and say like, look, I know I said that this is needed done and it's not done. Uh, what's, you know, why? And, and so for me, that that's kind of more of like the, the morbid side to it, I guess. But like, that is something that I look, um <clears throat> look forward to any of my communication channels, even with email with clients is like, look, you said this thing needed to be seven feet, not six feet, 11 and a quarter inches. Like I made it seven feet. Uh, I, you're going to, have to yeah. charge you to fix this. So I'm always looking for means of communication that I can reference text message. I, I've talked about this before, something I always try to avoid um, for business sake with that is the use of the Google suite, which is a G suite. And Brad and I've been talking about the G suite since I think episode one or two of the show, you know, it's uh, it's Google's a uh, hub for all things business. You can manage your email forms, sheets, docs, um, your admin for your website. There's a Google keep uh, feature, which is a note keeping thing. You can use Google tech tasks. There's Google calendar. There's Google maps. If you guys are familiar with Google, there's a ton of stuff there. Um, another, <clears throat> another means of communication you're going to want to check out for sure. Um, so moving into that kind of tasks and uh, notes, you know, conversation is going to be the last phase of of where what we consider to go into uh, being, you know, productive and, and talking about productivity tools um, is that daily to do list type stuff. Now, this is this is something that a lot of us take for granted, as we all think we're superheroes and we could just remember everything that needs done. My, <laughs> my, <laughs> right. Yes. And myself, for instance, you know, I, I find myself forgetting small things that need done on a daily <clears throat> just because I'm putting too much information in my head. When you're running a real business, there's a lot of communication happening all day long with the multiple people involved, clients coming in, you know, people inquiries, communications going out. And what I've come to realize is that the more I can get out of my head, the more I can get written down, the more I get done. If you read any books or listen to any podcasts or webinars or whatever on productivity, that is a huge piece of advice that you'll get from top level performing professionals is that you do not want to keep task management in your head. You want to get it written down um, in order to actually accomplish it and get it done. So for a long time, I was using sticky notes. I was using note cards. I would write down things on note cards every morning. But what I found in, in this tool has been really awesome for myself, and I know a couple of the people we coach, we've uh, pushed towards that direction as well, and they're really enjoying it, is an app called Todoist. And Todoist is literally just a digital checklist. And what you're able to do is take the checklist you can have a main checklist and then you can sub them out to different categories and those categories can be linked to other people. Um, so what I was doing when I had my assistant was linking, you know, if say if I had a task was like order lumber, I would link that to metal and wood and then that would go to her as well. She would see it, check it off, or I could link it directly to her and then she would know that that's her task for the day. For myself, I would, you know, list the thousand things I need to do out while I'm having my morning coffee. That way I'm not getting anxiety and then there's also that like uh that fulfillment that subconscious fulfillment right that enjoyment of checking things off of a list that us as humans get and i think this app is fantastic for that um and and so it's definitely something you should check out they've got a mobile app for your phone there's a there's a web portal they've got a desktop um it's been a really big game changer for myself now it doesn't link to Airtable. it doesn't link to evernote it doesn't link to g suite but if you're able to create you know those kind of three main focuses in your um, project management, your communications and then your daily uh, you can be able to manage those three things <clears throat> makes it much much easier to get done um, than trying to manage 75 different things all, you know with this jumbled process that you might have.
0: right. I mean it would be nice uh, to have some type of integration like that and I think and there probably are so like right like John and I are not experts in any of these pieces of software right so there's probably ways we could use them. Uh, And also, you know, we'd love to hear your feedback. So make sure you hit hit it up in the Facebook group uh, of how you're using it. But what we what we do is, uh, you know, we use those across different things, too. So like for Todoist, we have uh, John and I both use it personally. And then we have it for made for profit. And then like I have uh, Susan, my wife, on on the Todoist with me as well. So the really cool thing is that it can aggregate. So if you have your hat in multiple arenas, then there are all kinds of different things. Like, so I've got, like, Todoist. We have stuff personally for our family in there. I've got stuff for fix this, build that. And I've got stuff for made for profit. The cool thing is, is that I can do a look. And so for any task, you can uh, you can either assign it to yourself or I can assign it to other people. So I could say, hey, John, make sure, you know, you, you check on the web hosting. And I could, you know, say, check on web hosting and then assign that to John. And so, like, my wife can assign me tasks. Like, Brad, go fix the gutter because it's overflowing like whatever and then what I can do is just click on my tasks and it will show me my tasks that I need to get done for all those different areas so it'll be like okay here's my made for profit tasks here's my fix this build that tasks and here's my Honeydew tasks, <laughs> and mm-hmm. the Honeydews always go to the top. Very <laughs> yeah, that's uh to keep sure to make sure that my life keeps going on the best I can. We got to take sure make sure we take care of the the home first. So as I can do those things, that's what I really like about Todoist is is being able to aggregate um, in different areas and and being able to take a look at a view and say, okay, here's all what I have, or if I just wanted to see what I needed to do for any of those individual ones, I can do that as well. Um, The other cool thing is, is that it also, even though it is a bit annoying, but that's the whole point, is that it will email you. It will email you like a daily recap. Or if like you put due dates on tasks, it will literally email you every day and say, hey, you have an overdue task. Hey, you have an overdue task. And it's like so annoying and you get really good at ignoring it sometimes. uh, But then, you know, it just keeps coming. And that's something that I've always had trouble with in the past whenever I write things down is I write things down on a piece of paper. It gets put on the desk. You know, four hours later, it's buried under five other pieces of paper and a book and four cans of Diet Mountain Dew. And like I don't see that again for another two weeks. Uh, So that that's the great thing about digital is just that ping that you can get and the reminders. And I'm sure different apps have different ways of doing it. I really enjoy the email ping because I'm in my email. At way, way more than I should be, you know, every day. So I'm going to see that. Uh, it, it's really cool. And, and I enjoy that, but I'm also old school. So I still, uh, if I have like individual things for a project in the to Doist, I'm not going to list out all those items. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a piece of paper, fold it in half, and then just start writing like that's just what I do. I've got a recycling bin right next to me where I'm always putting extra paper that we print out. I grab a piece from there, fold it in half, and then just like literally I'll write the date to do and I'll write a little checkbox and write out my six or seven things that I need to do for the day. And that's what you said, John, earlier about having into the physical realm. That's something that I could keep on my desk or take to the shop with me. And then I'm not having to pull up my phone and look through like I'll literally put that on the workbench. Um, Like yesterday, I was doing some pickup shots for the bandsaw video and I just listed them all out. I went to the shop. All right. Did the first one. Yep. Got a picture of a circle cutting jig. Yep. Got this. Um, okay. Forgot to get a jigsaw. Yep. Got that. And uh, just worked through it. And so I kind of combine those. And, and I still do use the paper method for like the nitty gritty details. I just I prefer that because I think it, the same thing, John. I, I think that uh, that sense of accomplishment and, and sense of momentum, like as you start checking, that's a big thing, right? As you start checking things off. You get that momentum and that's that big thing. Um, I think it was Jocko Willis was talking about, you know, like you should make your bed every day because like, that's one, like you've, you've won, mm-hmm. you've won that one task, you know, it's like in, in building momentum, it's like, okay. And I never make my bed by the way, but <laughs> that's his thing is just that mindset that if you get up and make your bed, like you've completed something, you've accomplished something. And then that leads to more accomplishment. Uh, and that's kind of the way I feel about it for a checklist yeah i make my bed every day um so with
1: that <laughs> you uh like i'm i'm 100 with you i use to do this as top level and then i definitely write things down uh to get like the, all those little details down so i don't get into the habit of overburdening yourself with the uh applications and all the digital stuff because you can really dive into a rabbit hole that you're actually doing more time checking things off than actually working um that's going to be my biggest piece of advice there so Um, you know, to wrap up, like I said earlier, we're going to have links to all these tools in the show notes. Um, all of these are free. They have some sort of free, um, type of, you know, entry level demo, whatever it might be, or the whole tool is actually free. So make sure you're checking them out. Let us know which one you're liking the most. Hop into that Facebook group. Like Brad said, um, and help out the fellow community members. There's a lot of awesome conversation happening on over there. And if you're interested, you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward
0: slash made for profit tribe and get all the knowledge and all the goodness that's happening over there. Absolutely. Hope hope this helped. Again, uh, you just walk through it. And the nice thing about these online tools as well is that most of them have really good like overviews and like here's how you can use this program best Uh, that are going to give you the full rundown and and let you understand how you can use it best. So uh, we look forward to doing that. And we'd love to see some conversation over there on the Facebook group about, you know, what other tools you guys use or how you're using it best to help share with the rest of the group. Awesome, man. Cool. Well, yeah, we'll punch out another one of these quick episodes. And uh, let's head on over and knock out some more patron after show voicemail style loving hearing the the actual patrons voices this is awesome this is definitely something that we're going to keep doing
1: yeah really really cool i'm stoked let's do it all right